short scripture. It's in your bulletin again if you're here for the first time. It'll also be on the screen. It's found in Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. And the word of God reads as follows. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm so glad that everybody's here. Am I getting a feedback here? Can we make the adjustment? In the booth, please. I'm getting kind of like a feedback. Thank you. There's so many people here that honor me by just showing up, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, I don't take that lightly, neither do I take standing before you lightly. I know from where I've come, I know i got a long way to go. Um, but there's one thing I've learned, and what I'm about to share with you today is just that. So I hope that you're attentive. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, not now. I need to listen. (laughs) Got you, right? All right. (laughs) Some of you just love talking when the preacher's talking, so I figured I'd get you early. Amen? Amen? There are 66 books in the Bible, approximately 40 writers spanning on 1,500 years. They lived in different eras. 2 Peter 1.21 says that men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God, the inerrant word of God. I believe the Bible. From cover to cover, I believe this Bible. You've heard uh, a couple of weeks ago the pastor said that the word of God must be above us. I will not stand on it, although that visual sticks with me for the rest of my life because some of us have a tendency of putting God's word beneath us. And I don't ever want to do that. I want God's inerrant word to be first and foremost in my life. Amen? Amen. I believe it's author. Notice I said author, singular. Because the God who sits upon the sphere of this world has allowed us to have this word so upon hearing it and believing it, we could be set free. How many of us want to be free? Come on, now there's a difference about wanting to be free and then walking in that freedom. And it's so important that we embrace that. Now listen, I'm only sharing with you what I've experienced. That's all I want to do today. I want to share with you where I've come from, what God has done in my life, and what he is still doing. I want to let you know that it works. <laughs> it works. And it's real, and it's true, and it's vibrant. Amen? Amen? This is what I know, that God has a plan for you. You came all the way to hear that, right? God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. And here's what I've learned, that his plans for me are better than my plans. Write that down. That's so simple, isn't it? That everything I've tried has failed. Everything I've tried to do, I've messed up. There is so much collateral damage in my life that I'm still trying to make up for it. I'm grateful for his mercy and his love. 
I'm grateful that his mercies are new every day. I'm grateful for people around me who tolerate me. Come on now. <laughs> people, who, people who look at me and say, man, he's a work in progress. Leave him alone. Amen. So I'm grateful for that. Amen. God is in the small details. And every plan of God is important. Therefore, you are important. Are you listening to that? You, you are important. Now, I know that maybe you're not feeling that way right now. Maybe you're feeling that the God who created the heavens and the earth and is dealing with famines and pestilence and our economy doesn't really care too much about what's going on in your life. That's not true. He cares about you. Amen? God is interested in every little detail of your life. Next time you wake up, ask God, God, how am I going to see you today? And what am I going to experience you today? When you get dressed today, God, does this look okay? When you look in the mirror and you fix yourself up, God, am I honoring you today? Amen? Amen. We heard last week to catch a glimpse of what a preferred future could look like. And many of us were stirred up and moved by Pastor Raymond's message of our vision and how important it is for us to catch a vision. But I know for a fact that what he said is so critical to understand this, that vision comes from God. Not from the TV, not from the movie, not from your neighbors, not even from your parents. It comes from God. God gives you a glimpse of what it could be. Amen? Amen. And it's so important for us to do that. Here's what I know also to be true. That God desires that none should perish. That we all should come to the understanding of Jesus Christ. And some of us wrestle with that. Some of us try to intellectualize things. Some of us have to see to believe. The Bible says, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. How many people told you you weren't going to make it? How, how many people told you you were going to amount to nothing? How many people still trying to put you down? Vision comes from God, not from anybody else, but from God. It gets inside you and it begins to move you to accomplish extraordinary things. Ordinary people begin to do extraordinary things. Our lives begin to stand for something. I showed up 22 years ago, all messed up, and I looked and I said, God, please don't let me get lost. Don't let me get caught up in what this world is offering me. Give me something that I can hold on to. Give me something that will catapult me into the future. That's what I needed. That's what I came asking. Listen to me. We have to begin to be bold before God and begin to ask him for those things that we see and that we want. And I'm not talking about materially, but some of us want a good marriage. Some of us want to be successful. Someone wants to experience this abundant life. Some of us hear it and we read it and it says, man, this can't be true. It's true. It's true. 
God is concerned about the details of your life. And maybe right now you're in a mess. But let me tell you something. You're going to come out of that. You're going to come out of that. Because God has promised us that in the Bible. God wants us to be the head and not the tail. Sounds cliche, doesn't it? But where the head goes, the body follows. I'm going to say that again. Somebody missed it. Where the head goes, the body would follow. And it's important for us to realize he wants us to be lenders and not borrowers. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all right. We're in the right place. Amen. He wants us to be above our circumstances. When you come to Christ, he gives you a new perspective. From here, I can see everybody. From where you sit, you can probably only see the person next to you, the person in front of you. But from up here, it's a new perspective. God gives us a new perspective. He draws us out of the mud and mire of life. And he says, now I'm going to dust you off, clean you up, and I'm going to sit you somewhere where you can see things a lot better. Listen to me. Some of us are so close to it that we can't see what God is doing. We, we see the little part. Some of us get caught up with mixing up fantasy and reality, and we watch a TV program. Listen, TV programs earn in an hour, and with commercials, 40 minutes, and everybody goes home happy. Somewhere I read that happiness is not supposed to be something God wants to give you. God wants to give you the joy that comes from him. That no matter what happens in your life, you hold on. You hold on because what? We're talking and we're going to someone who's involved in miracles. Woo, can you hear that? Miracles. Miracles. You know you should have got 15 to life. And somehow they said community service. And you're like, woo, hallelujah. Somewhere along the way you weren't supposed to get a paycheck and it showed up at the right time when you needed it. Somewhere along the way, someone came alongside you and said, come on, let's go make a meeting. And you stuck. And you stayed. And we got some clean time in this room. A lot of clean time in this room. And today, some of us celebrate birthdays. Today, some of us are fathers and mothers and our relationships are being restored. But for some of us, it feels like we are stuck somewhere. And I'm telling you, that vision comes from God, and he's not finished. So pause for a moment. Inhale, exhale, and allow him to be God in your life. Amen? Amen. Because here's what I know. We grow in stages, but we move in steps. I know. I'm going to give you time to write that down. (laughs) We grow in stages. We go from being infants to growing and growing, become adults, and we become parents. And and, and listen to this. I know that the Bible tells me that when I was a child, I played with childish things, right? I was involved in childish things. Right? You even laugh, right? Like you run around in your pamper and it's falling out of here and it's funny, but now you walk around with your pants down to here and it's not funny. It's not funny. 
When you were that age, you pooped to yourself. Ooh, you pooped to yourself. Poop now is not funny. <laughs> we grow in stages. We move in steps. Amen? Amen. The thing is, are we willing to take that step? Because everything is right there for us to reach. And all we got to do, are we willing to take that, that first step? Are we willing to reach for that marriage that honors God, for that life that honors God? Are we willing to take that, that, that next step that gets us closer and closer to what God has already shown us can happen in our lives? We can recover. We can have marriages that honor God. We could raise our children. We could endure. We, can get, we could get over the situations that seem like they got us. Man, I truly believe that. That's why I believe the Bible from cover to cover. And I know that God is working something out in our lives. Amen? I remember when my children took their first step. Anybody remember, remember that? Anybody remember when your kids took the first step? Right? You, you, you kind of hold them, right? Right? And the way it works is that you hold on to something they want to get them to move. Are you listening to me? God has something you want. And you've got to be willing to take that, that first step. And maybe it's not going to be, listen, even if you fall, the Bible says, he will. You're not going to fall. You're going to stumble. And I remember my kids taking that first step. And they were like, you know, keeping their eye on what I had in front of them. And they took their steps. And I was like, yeah! And I would cheer them on. And, and they would probably fall down because I screamed so loud, right? But the point is that they took that first step because they wanted something that I had in my hand. It wasn't about walking. They knew nothing about walking. Just like some of us, we don't know nothing about life. But he does. And he's put something before us. And he's saying, here it is. Come get it. It's yours. The word says, I'm not going to let you fall. Even if you stumble, you're not going to fall. Even if you, if you feel like you're going to fall, I got you. Listen to me. I know a lot of us have trust issues in this room. But it's not with God. And it shouldn't be with God. God is faithful. In the midst of everything, he's got us. Amen? Where you are today is not where you should stay. Where you are today is not where you should stay. Are you listening to that? It's important for you to realize that you shouldn't remain stagnant. For some of you, it may mean going back to school. For some of you, it may mean making 90 meetings 90 days straight. I don't know what it means for you, but you shouldn't stay and be happy about where you are or be complacent about where you are. Listen to me. Husbands, wives, stop taking each other for granted. Stop taking each other for granted. Just because you got a ring and you said, I do, doesn't mean they're going to be around if you keep acting a fool. See, this is why I come around only once six, every six months. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I, I got to be able to share what weighs heavily on my heart. Because from where I see, I see the potential in this room. I see the lives in this room that could be changed and transformed. And you know who gets the glory? God gets the glory.
when, when you walk in all messed up, when you look at your life and you mark it in milestones and you say, man, in 1980-something I was all messed up and now it's 2012, man, I got a job, I got my own apartment, I'm paying some bills, right? I'm being responsible, right? I graduated from a cardboard box to a studio apartment. Like, come on now. You know? I don't know how many of you maybe had a car that you, you know, the, the favorite repair shop was the duct tape at the 99 cent store. And you put a duct tape on the, on the bumper and a duct tape on the steering wheel and duct tape on a chair. And now you're driving something that just goes on its own. It's okay. That's what God does. Because the vision is not where you are now. It's where you can get to. Amen? Listen to this. A person who is going nowhere can be sure of reaching his or her destination. I'm going to say that again. Right? Because I know some of you guys are going to use that again. All right? Here it goes. A person who is going nowhere can be sure of reaching his or her destination. Here's what I know. Psalm 37.4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your. Delight yourself in the Lord. What does that look like? Listen, God is not afraid to bless you. If you put him first. He's not. If you put God first, he's not afraid to bless you. How does that look like? Everything, above everything, God has to be first. Above everything, clear the calendar. Whatever itinerary you have, the first part of your day should be to the Lord. The best of your life should be to him. It's so important if if you're young in this room. Know this, man, I, I, I wish that someone would have spoke to me when I was 14 and 13 and 15. I would, have, I would have spared my life with so much pain. But someone's speaking to you now. And I don't care how old you are. You could still run and not grow weary. I didn't make that up. Somebody said it. God is a God who is really and willing and able to begin to blow wind into your sails so that you can move on. Amen? In your sermon maps, there are a couple of blanks we're going to fill out really quick. Here's what it says. God leads in steps, not in huge leaps. God leads in steps, not in huge leaps. He's not just going to throw you into something. God is going to begin to lead you in such a way that you'll get to where you have to get to if you take the steps to get there. For marriage, it may mean going to counseling. You know, for, for it may be go back to school. It may be you, you stop burying some of your old behaviors and letting them stay buried. You know, I hear people sometimes say, man, uh, you, know, they better, you know, they better stop bothering me because they don't want the old person to rise up. And I'm, 
I'm like, wow, I thought the old person was dead. You know, if the old person is dead, stop bringing them out. Some of us rush to the old person and want to give a CPR. Come on, wake up. I need you right now. Come on, wake up. <laughs> Let the old person go and, and begin to walk in the newness of life and embrace God. And, and that may mean that you have to forgive some people. Forgiveness is a rough deal for us, but the reality is, listen to this, you can't reconcile the past. Whatever happened back there, happened back there. But I know this, it's holding you hostage. It's making it impossible for you to forgive even the person next to you. And you need to be able to grow and understand, listen, okay, what's done is done. How can we move forward? How can we take the steps to allow God to come into this picture in such a way in which he gets the glory? Because I know left to my own devices, I am a mess. And I'll make a mess of your life. You know, and some of us are still in the camp that we think that we are able to control things in our lives. We're a lot of control freaks in this room. Me first. Me first, right? But listen to me, and this is something you can't repeat. Control is an illusion. Control is an illusion. You can't control someone unless they let you. And most of the time, there's an ulterior motive. Isn't it wonderful that God doesn't have no ulterior motive? He just wants that none should perish. That you could be able to hear this truth and somehow it begins to set you free and transform you and make you into the person that he wants you to be. So that somehow there's a great song that says that you will be mistaken for Jesus. That you will be the hands and feet and heart and eyes and ears and mouths of Jesus. And there's someone around you who may need something and you will be able to say, God, you put me here in this place, in this position where I can help. Amen? Amen. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says this, and this is a big kicker for us because we have since God leads in step and not in huge lips it says do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin Whoo! you mean there's a beginning to all this yes you mean that there's an end to all this yes but somewhere in between I got to keep moving. I got to keep climbing these steps. I got to keep taking uh, whatever it is that I need to do to get to where I get to get to. That picture in my head of my children, you know, taking their first steps, jumping into the pool, pedaling their bike and wobbling and and being able to, you know, oh, you got me, daddy, you got me. Yeah, go ahead, I got you. (laughs) I got you. It was never too far. I was always nearby. And they'll tell you. After a while, they would go off and I would let them go in the park, but my eye was always on the monkey bar, slide, swing. I was always on them. After a while, all I had to do was whistle. And they would go. <laughs> and run right back. They would just, just whistle. Even to this day, we could be in a mall somewhere, we could be in, in Disney World, and I, and they're like, ooh, that's daddy. Listen to that. My sheep hear my voice. 
My sheep hear my voice. And they listen. God is speaking to us today. He's telling us that, that, that he works in small steps. Not in huge leaps. He just doesn't throw you into something. God doesn't give you more than you can bear. God doesn't, you know, say, here, take all that and I'm going to watch you sink. No. Man, that's cruel. That's not, that's not even the way it is at work, is it? Like they, they, they train you and get you going along the way so that, right? I, I tried, I was, you know, I tried to be a carpenter, you know, and, and I remember my dad, and I remember my dad hitting nails, and he used to put floors down, boom, one shot, one shot. And I was like, Dad, I can do that. Dad, I can do that. I must have been like 12 years old. He says, no, you can't do it yet, son. You got to, you know, relax, watch, you know, learn how to do it. I said, no, Dad, I can do it. I can do it. He said, here's a hammer. I grabbed the nail, bah! I hit my thumb. It still busted up from that day because I wasn't ready to do it. And he knew I wasn't ready to do it. He wanted to bring me along slowly. And that's what God wants to do with all of us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. In my own life, you see me here in the, in the front and you say, oh, Pastor Gus, no. Listen, you know where I started? I came into ministry and I started cleaning the bathrooms. Listen to me. And I say this humbly. While I was cleaning the bathrooms, God was doing something in me to get me ready for moments like this. It was something I had to learn. See, you come in from the street. You come in from wherever you come. And some of us, our heads are so big. We think we know it all. We think we got it all going on. We think, you know, we accomplished so much. We got some stuff under our belts. You know, we're, we're looking good, better than we did yesterday. So we come in and no one can speak into your life. You don't take suggestions. I, you know, you even hear somebody read the word and you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can believe that. I just told you the history of the Bible. God is the author of this word. Don't try to intellectualize. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to connect the dots. Just believe it. Because God will back it. God will back it. Amen? Amen. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. It's probably not up on the screen. It's in the message. I just put it down here. It says God can do anything. Everybody say anything. Anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dream. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us begins to prod us. Listen to me. Everybody in this room knows what's wrong. Stop fronting. Straight up. You know what you're into is wrong. You know your lying is wrong. You know fornicating is wrong. You know all the stuff that you're involved in is wrong. God's not going to back you when you're wrong. God's going to back you when you honor his word. Oh, but you don't know. She drives me crazy. I don't care. Love her as Christ has loved the church. Yeah, but he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. He doesn't even pick up his socks. Respect and honor him. He is your husband. Oh, but that guy, you know, he was me the long way. He's made in the image of God. You can't cuss him and praise God. Amen. 
Oh, man, that was a blessing. No, the wallet you found has ID. The $100 wasn't from God. Somebody lost it. Give it back. It's <laughs> a nervous laugh in this room. I hear the identification. No problem. We're in the right place. Amen? Philippians 1.6 says this, And I am certain that God has began a good work within you. I am confident of that. And he will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I love what the message says. It's not on the screen. It says this, There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you will keep at it. Listen to that. He will keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. There are no missteps with God. Everybody understand that? There are no missteps. Even your mess, he's going to turn that around. Even your mess, he's going to turn it around. Because nothing you do catches God by surprise. Oops. Right? You guys think, oh, I stepped in it. No, God knew you were going to step in it because you weren't paying attention. Right? God knew you were going to mess up. But guess what? He's going to finish what he started if you let him. And you take the steps to get there. Vision comes from God. Vision comes from God. And a dream is this, this, this visualization of what the future can be as, as you sleep. Anybody have a, you know, like I was a dream? I, I, I used to dream that I always hit the home run in the last inning to win the game. All the time, I always dream. Like I would get up there, woo, and hit a home run, and hit a home run. And I would get up there, and I would strike out like crazy. But one day, one day, I hit a home run to win a game. God is not finished. And you can strike out today. But that's not where God wants you to stay. God's going to keep moving you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'm going to read something because I want you to see what the word of God says about a particular individual and how it transpired in his life. Amen? Amen? I just need you to pay close attention. Okay? This story is found, if you're taking notes, it's in Genesis chapter 37. And you can read it when you go home. It is a powerful story of God bringing things to pass that he has set forth. Amen? Look what it says. Genesis 37. I'm going to be jumping around, so you, but you read it from 37. Look what it says. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. You hear that? Joseph had a dream. Dreams come from who? God. God gave him this dream. In the Bible, God gives him the dream to show him the future. And sometimes we see things and, and we catch a vision for ourselves and we're struggling in our mess. And, and it feels sometimes, listen to me, it feels, and this is a makeshift thing, but it feels like we're in a slingshot. Anybody know what a slingshot works? How does it work? I got to pull back before I release. 
And some of us right now, God is pulling back. But you better hold on. You better hold on. Because he's going to release and you're going to land where he wants you to land. But watch what happens in Joseph's own life. Amen? He had this dream. As life went on, look what began to happen. They hated him. As you go on, listen to it. It says, when Joseph's brother saw him one day, recognized him in the distance as he approached, and they made plans to kill him. That wasn't the dream, was it? Amen. Then they go on, and it says, Joseph's brother pulled him out of the ditch they had put him into and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to traders who then took him from where he was to Egypt. Follow with me. He had a dream. In this dream, his bundle stood up, and every other bundle that belonged to his brothers bowed down to him. Are you listening? But he wound up where? Egypt. Before that, his brothers plotted to kill him. They slowed him into slavery. Was that the dream? No. He goes on. Later on, the traders that purchased him sold him to this guy named Potiphar. Potiphar, they let him, uh, he saw this young man and his countenance. There was something about him that was different. And, and he gave him charge of everything that he was doing. Listen to this. Okay? And he began to work in his house, but working in his house, he got falsely accused of something he didn't do. Potiphar's wife caught his eye, said, I want to sleep with you. My husband's not around. Come lay with me. And Joseph said, I can't do this to God, and I can't do this to my master. And he fled, and she falsely accused him. And she cried and whined, and the husband said, oh, man, why does this have to happen now? Everything's going so good for me, and he had to put Joseph in jail. Was that the dream? No. No. And then he goes on. And look what it says. He was falsely accused. He was hated by his brothers. He was sold into slavery. But it says, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. It kind of felt like Joseph was in a slingshot. It kind of felt like God kept pulling back and pulling back. And sometimes it feels that way in our lives. Like, God, but you said, God, but you said, and, and he's drawing us back and said, but you said, God. And he says, I work in steps, not in huge leaps. Trust me. And here's what began to happen so that you know. While Joseph was in that situation, he learned how to get along with difficult people. Come on now, have you ever been in jail? <laughs> Got to learn to get along with difficult people. In Potiphar's house, he learned management skills. He learned the distribution of food. He learned how to ration things and make sure that everybody had what they needed when they needed to have it. He learned food storage. Are you listening to this? Because where you are right now is not where you're supposed to stay, but where you are right now is where the lessons of life are going on. And if you're not learning them, when you get released from that slingshot, you're never going to fall into that place you have to fall into. 
Because you're fighting it every step of the way. Joseph stayed faithful. He learned to depend only on God and no one else. Have you ever felt like you did everything right and still things are going wrong? Be patient. It's not your way. It's God's way. There's still a work that has to be done. There's still something you have to learn. God is not afraid to bless you if you put him first. If you allow him to take the lead in your life, he's going to work things out. Time goes on. And Pharaoh, who ruled at that time, had a dream. A vision that God gave him. You say, well, Pharaoh, he didn't believe in God. Don't worry about it. But Joseph did. Joseph comes out and interprets his dream. And he tells him, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be this this time of famine where there's nothing. And there's going to be this time, you know, where we we have to be prepared for this. And, and, And Pharaoh was scratching his head. And he looked around. And he said, man, who can I trust with this? God is looking around. Who can I trust with this? Who can I trust with this? And Pharaoh said, hey, Joseph. Joseph went from being in prison, listen to this, to being second in command in Egypt. You listening to that? Now, fast forward really quick. There was a famine in the land, right? People from all over the region had to come to Egypt now to get food. Are you listening? Look what happened. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. Look what happens. When they arrived... They bowed down before him. <laughs> ah, you kidding? You trying to kill me? Come here. Oh, man, right? He had a dream, a God-given dream of what the future held for him. God has given you a vision. He's given you a dream of what it could be. Please take the steps to get there. Be patient and let God work things out in your life. While he was all messed up, or at least he felt that way, he trusted in God. He saw that God was faithful, and he learned the lessons. Man, he learned how to manage large distributions of food. Everybody came to Egypt to get food, and his own family survived the famine. But some of us, we're the only ones listening to this information. People around us may not get it. And some of us are trying to reconcile relationships. And we're doing some work. And we're saying, man, how come they're not getting it? They're not doing the work you're doing. They're not taking the steps you're taking. Don't try to control them. Don't try to change them. Just let God change you. And God will change the circumstances around you. I know it feels like you're in this slingshot and this tension building and you're saying, God, I don't know how long I can take it. You can take it. Because he will not give you what you cannot bear. And here's what I learned too, that sometimes, sometimes, God brings people around me to hold my hands up. 
when I can't, when I can't go on, he brings people around me who encourage me and say, yo, man, you can do it, man, you can do it. And you know, you've heard the stories. Someone called you, someone pursued you, someone said, come on, let's go make a meeting. No, I don't want to go. Someone said, come on, let's go there, let's go here, let's go to church. Somebody today told you, let's go to church. It's because they love you. And they want you to hear this truth because where you are is not where you're supposed to stay. And God works in steps. Are you willing to take the steps to get to where you need to get to and allow God to be God in your life? God is faithful. Joseph had this dream and they laughed at him. They say, you got to be out of your mind. You're the youngest one in the house, and we're going to bow down to you. Anybody ever felt that way? Some of you are the babies in the house, right? And, and, and nobody listens to you. You get to a point where you start yelling, somebody's got to listen to me. God is listening to you. God is watching. God is aware of every detail in your life. And here's what I'm saying. The things we want in life, we have to trust that God is going to lead us in that direction. I'm asking you not to look to the left, not to look to the right, but to keep your eyes on Christ. And let him lead you. Some of us are on a path that he has set for us, and because it gets a little rough, we look for the exit sign. We look to get off. We look to get out. Some of us are in marriages and we say, man, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. They said for better or worse. You said it. Did you forget that? And that's what it said. And some of us see some people and they say, man, I want what you got. I, you know, I get people around me and they say, oh, pastor, I want what you got. And I said, Bobby, don't ask for this. Don't ask for this. I'm still paying for this. Every day I'm paying for it. Every day God is making and molding. But I got to tell you something. I strapped on and I'm on for the ride. I'm good. Everything is not going on. But God has done something in my life miraculous. He's put people around me that love me. Oh, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You're being distracted. God has put people around me that loves me. And he's put people around you that love you. People that you don't even want to listen to. People that you don't even want to hear. Because you know more than they do. Take some suggestions. Take the steps. And I got to tell you something, that the more steps you take, the further you're going to get from that mess. And the closer you're going to get to what you've always wanted. I want peace in my home. I had to learn how to treat my wife better. I couldn't be a tyrant in my house. Not that she wouldn't tolerate it because <laughs> she's going to let me know. <laughs> But I could have easily fought against that. I could have gone against the grain and said, no. But I said, yeah, I want peace in my home. So how can I be an agent of peace in my home? 
I want things in life. I don't want to steal it from you. I don't want what you got. I want what God has for me. Because it's mine. And it comes from God. Amen? Amen. All right, I got to go. Somebody's waving at me in the back. (laughs) That happens a lot over here. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. But I want to give you some things to do. Real simple. The bottom of your sermon map. There's some things I want you to do. Amen? I pray that God is speaking to you today. I hope that you leave here enriched and empowered to know that where you are is not where you should stay. That God works in steps, not in huge leaps. So don't try to jump into something that you're not ready to do, that you're not ready to engage in. Let God work things out. Slowly but surely, God will. Amen? Here's the first thing. Things to do at the very bottom. Fill it out. Stop arguing with the past. (laughs) Real simple, right? Stop arguing with the past. You're going to lose. You can't reconcile it. You can't make it up. You know what it does? It just keeps you there longer. Because that's what an argument is. You have to stay there because knowing you, you got to get the last word. Sometimes it just takes us to be quiet and say, you know what? Mm, not getting it. <laughs> they're not getting it. <laughs> I better come back later. <laughs> right? Like they're not getting it. So stop arguing with the past. That's the first thing. Next thing is do what you know to do with what you have right now. I remember one of the lines that most people start to date, and they'll say, and I'll give you the moon. (laughs) Don't laugh, because some of us fall for that. (laughs) The moon is not for you to give. You can only give what you have. And I got to tell you something, that when you make leaps that way, You disappoint people around you. Do what you know to do and what you have right now. And build on that. How can I get to step three if I don't get to step one? It's real simple. How can I get to the cross if I don't look towards it? How can I hear what God is saying in his word if I don't unstop my ears and quiet the noise in my life so I can be in a position to hear what God has to say? Because if God is giving you a vision, if God is saying you can, who is the world to tell you that you can't? I love people who come to my life and tell me, you can't do this and you can't do that. I say, in Christ Jesus, I can do. Can you live that out? I mean, you know it. You finished it for me. You know it. You can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. So therefore, go out and do those things that honor him. 
taking one step at a time, holding on for the ride. Because if you're in that slingshot right now, he's going to release it soon. He's going to release it soon. And if you see the cartoons where they go, oh, and they splatter on the wall. You got to be ready for that. God is getting you ready. In that tension of life, God is getting you ready. God is getting you ready. Wait, you know, you're going through a rough time right now. That's not where you're supposed to stay. God is getting you ready. Learn the lesson of that moment. Learn the lesson of that situation so that you can move into the next stage. Listen to me. We grow in stages, but we move in steps. But if you don't properly grow in that stage, you carry that behavior into your next stage. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be an infant all grown up. So stop whining. Stop crying about what you can't fix and come to God and let him work it out for you. Oh, but she doesn't love me. Cut her loose. Oh, but he doesn't love me. Cut him loose. You don't got to work so hard for somebody to love you. God loves you just the way you are. You say, wait a minute, but I don't smell that good. I don't look that good. It's okay. God loves you the way you are. You're messed up now. You don't look as good. God is going to fix you up. He is. God is going to fix you up. God is going to straighten it out. God is going to put a new garment on you. Woo! He's going to put a new song in you. Woo! He's going to put a new walk in you. Yeah! You, you know, you, you, there's a change that God is going to make in your life. But you got to let him. And a lot of us, you know, we're like, yo, God, like, what's up? Man, I've been waiting for a little bit. I came to church six weeks straight. Like, what's up? You know? <laughs> you, you're not moving. You know, like, what's going on? You know, like, what's up? You know? How, how come I'm not doing that? You know? How come I'm not singing a solo? Like, what's going on? How come the pastor don't let me preach? Yo, like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, how come they don't invite me to speak, man? Like, like I want to go speak. I got, you know, I did a bonafide first step. Come on, man, let me speak. <laughs> you may know the first step. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say which, right? I don't see to say that, right? I may know the first step here in the book, but I'm not doing it. And you know what? I want to walk with people who are walking this walk. I want to lock arms with people who are doing this. You're having a rough marriage? Me too, Bobby. Come on, let's hold on. Let's lock on. Let's do this. You're having a rough time? Oh, yeah, come on, lock on. But you know what? No matter what, I'm not turning back. No matter what, I'm not going to that mess. Okay? Here's what we need to do. We need to look at the pictures before and after. We need to look at what you look like. All messed up, all twisted over here. So you can get a glimpse of what God is doing right now. You look a lot better today than you did yesterday. A lot better today. Amen? Last thing and then we go. I'm going to ask the team to come up a little bit because I really believe that after something like this we need some prayer <laughs> at least I do it says be faithful in the little so that he can give you 
much. Be faithful in the little so that he can give you much. Joseph learned how to take care of another man's stuff before he was given his own. I say this only to say that a lot of us go to places and we want to be bosses. That's why it says entry level position. (laughs) The boss got to be the boss because he took the steps to get there. It's important for us to come in and take the step. Remember this. We grow in stages, but we move in steps. Let God complete the stage that you're in so that you can take that next step. Because he works in steps, not in huge leaps. And every stage has certain characteristics that we have to embrace. When I was a child, I acted as a child, I played with childish things, but now that I'm a man, I put away my toys. I put away the things that were very frivolous. And I walked into this stage of adulthood And I became responsible. I began to realize that my word mattered. That my yes had to be yes and my no had to be no. And that there was no wavering in between. And I also knew that these shoulders can only bear so much. And I didn't want to be a crutch for anybody. I wanted to point you to Christ. And I hope that's what this ministry is doing, is getting you to rely on Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I got to tell you something. Along the way, as I kept my eyes on him, God brought people in my life. I say, hey, I want to help. I want to be a part of this. I want to take the next step. It's, It's a funny thing. And I say it's funny because sometimes where we are, doesn't feel good. I know that. But I got no other option. I don't got no other choice. I don't. I could run to him or her or it and be disappointed. Or I could run to God and never, never be disappointed. Because he's faithful. And he'll begin to peel away at the layers of this world. And he'll get closer and closer to what I'm supposed to look like. And what I'm supposed to be. And remember, vision doesn't come from a TV show or a movie or your parents, or your neighbors. It comes from God. It's not about how much you sell, or how much you do, or how many degrees you got on the wall, or what car you're driving, or what clothes you're wearing. It's all about Jesus. And if we can walk out of this place realizing that it's all about him, we'd be okay, amen? Let's bow our heads as we hear the team.
and just allow what you've heard to resonate in you. God has spoken to us today. I'm so humbled to think that God would show up in this mess. That's what he does. He takes chaos and he breathes upon it and he brings order to it. He restores us. He begins to lift us up and remind us little things. I'm not done with you yet. I'm not finished. And maybe you feel like, oh, God, like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I got to tell you, you can't, not without him. You need him. You need the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The one who said that I will never abandon or forsake you. You need him to come into your situation and begin to draw you out. But you got to want to. Where you are today is not where you're supposed to stay. Are we willing to take the steps that are needed? to move forward. Praise you, Lord.